Welcome to Western New York Catholic Weekly, a production of the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo. Stay tuned as Greg Prince brings the Catholic newsmakers to you. Wherever it's happening in the diocese, you'll hear about it on Western New York Catholic Weekly. Now, I know we were all seeing back-to-school sales, I think, the beginning of July. I mean, it, we were barely out of school. We were having back-to-school sales already. It is actually back-to-school time. You know, our colleges are in session here in western New York, and all the younger ones are going to be going back to our high schools and our elementary schools, even nursery schools, all those kinds of things. And what better time then to talk about what's going on in our Catholic schools with our superintendent of schools, director of Catholic education now. Um, she's taken over both jobs. Sister Carol Samino, no stranger to our program. Sister Carol, welcome back to the program. Thanks very much. I just I had to chuckle a little bit when you were talking about the back to school <laughs> sales because of course they're they're advertising all kinds of clothes for kids to wear back to school, and our kids are wearing uniforms. Yes, right. So they're probably thinking curses. <laughs> probably drives parents crazy because all their kids are bugging them to buy the clothes and probably they're not going to wear them anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. Um, well, now that's uh, that's not really a bad jumping off point today because um, you know I kind of assume on a on a, when this show airs on a weekend that or somebody's downloading a, a podcast they might have kids in school they might be far removed from Catholic schools when they're listening. We have a lot of non-Catholics that listen to the program, you know. So um, tell us a little bit about our Catholic schools. We do still wear uniforms, right? We wear uniforms because uniforms work. Uh, it affects the way children behave. It affects – most of all, it affects their sense of belonging. What we try to create in a Catholic school is that sense of community. You are valued here. You're respected here. It's like cheers. Everybody knows your name and they're always glad you came. <laughs> and that's what a uniform does. It makes a kid feel, I'm a part of this. I have – I have this group who loves me and respects me too. Uh, and, you know, there, there is research to back that up as well, right? I mean, it's not just something we continue because we've always done it that Well, way. what's interesting is that the charter schools and even some public schools have, um, and I call it Catholic school light, um, they've uh, emulated us. And emulation is the highest form of praise. They've emulated us um, in, in the clothing. Uh, for some reason, for some have the reason that, you know, they're gang colors and, and things like that and they want to avoid that. But for others to say, if, if a child feels welcomed and loved and respected because he or she is wearing a uniform, then why not? Yeah. Now, I, one of the other things that, that I think maybe some people are not as familiar with is, um, you know, of course, back in the day, right, Schools were all tied to a parish and every, you know, not every parish had a school, but a lot of them did, right? And you went to the school that was in your neighborhood or in your parish or whatever else. And now, you know, people are mobile um, and, and our schools have kind of adapted to that too as well, right? Well, people people shop for schools. Yeah, they, they do. want to That's find their a, perfect They shop fit. for everything these days. Yeah. And uh, 25 of our schools are what we call community schools that are owned by a parish. Ten of our schools are regional schools. They're really owned by the diocese and um, they're governed by a board. So we have varieties of, of um, structures in our schools anyway. Yeah. And um, it reflects what, you know, the kind of the changes culturally and in our society as well. And um, – but of course, our, our Catholic schools don't only serve 
Catholic kids. That's kind of another um, – I mean it's been years since it's just kids from the parish at our schools, right? Exactly. And um, we do we do enroll a number of non-Catholic kids. It should not affect our Catholic identity. We're, if you still do the scratch and sniff test, we're still Catholic. Um, and it, but it's a wonderful way to evangelize and uh, we don't expect that we're going to proselytize. We're not, we're not forcing them to get baptized before their, their graduation, but we want them to have that memory of the Catholic Church as they educated me, they cared for me, they loved me, and I have this affinity, and maybe someday I'll come back. Well, we talk about, right, um, especially since, um, Bishop Malone has been here in this diocese, huge proponent on this concept of the new evangelization. We have big push, the year of faith. We're in this year of mercy now. And our Catholic schools are really one of the best places we do all of that stuff, right? Captive audience. We have them for five and a half hours, five days a week. Where, where else do you have that kind of an audience for our, for teaching the Catholic religion or creating a Catholic culture within the school? I always like to say, at the end of it, our children should have been marinated in Catholicism. Right. They should eat, drink, sleep, smell Catholic by that time. Well, and even for you know, even for some of our non-Catholic families that send their kids to Catholic schools, um, they might not call it that. But one of the things that attracts them about that is our Catholicity. And by that, I mean what we believe, how we act, how we teach. Yes. Many, many times non-Catholic parents will say to me, well, it's it's really – it's the culture. It's the atmosphere. You, there's an atmosphere of respect for everybody. There's this uh, faith-based atmosphere, uh, atmosphere there that's grounded in something. It's solid. And that's what they're looking for. Yeah, and, and you mentioned you know people um, you know people shop for schools. I mean, it used to be that that way with colleges, or if you were um, you know we we didn't have the option out in Warsaw when we were kids growing up. But in the in the city, there were private schools that you could send your kids to. So you kind of look around, you decide you know what's the you know what's the best option for my family. And and certainly one of the reasons that um, Catholic. Education continues to be a strong option for our Catholic families is that that's the environment they want their children in, right? Yes. Um, it's, it's amazing when you talk to parents because very often you think, well, they're really looking at uh, academic excellence. But when you drill down, they're looking for the values that we teach. And we have the, you know, very often we'll, you know, with Catholic schools, our, our funding is whatever tuition brings in. We do everything on a shoestring. However, we have to look at the other side of it. You know, the glass is half full too. We have the freedom to provide a faith-based education. And that's something we really take advantage of. And I always encourage our principals to take advantage of that. Uh, Sister Carol Samino, no stranger, our program is uh, superintendent of schools and director of Catholic education here in the Diocese of Buffalo. And uh, it, it is a new school year. Uh, we're talking a little bit about the things people uh, look for in our Catholic schools. So what do we have coming up this year? What, what's kind of new and exciting? Well, the, the, uh, the big thing that we're doing, which is a radical departure from any other year. We're coordinating with the New York State uh, Council of Catholic Bishops, 
and doing a big voter registration drive. So on the first day of school, every child receives a blank voter registration form and a letter from the bishop encouraging parents to sign up to vote this year. This year is crucial, not so much because of national elections. Harry Truman always said all politics is local. And we need to look at our local elections, elections especially for our state senate and our state assembly. As you know, we've been championing uh, education tax credits for a number of years now. And it's time to sort of take a different approach. And let's look at people who will support um, many issues in the Catholic Church. But for us specifically, can we vote for people who will support us in getting education tax credits? Every year for the past three years, the New York State Senate has passed education tax credits, and every year the New York State Assembly has not. So we want we want a sizable Catholic vote to say, well, we do have some clout as Catholics. We vote our conscience, and this year our conscience is saying, among other things, that we value Catholic education, and we feel that Catholic parents ought to be supported in that choice. After all, we're saving New York taxpayers billions and billions of dollars in, in, in taxpayer-funded education because we're paying our taxes and we're also paying for tuition. So that's the big push this year. Well, and, you know, we, we talked a little bit about how, you know, our, our Catholic schools don't just serve Catholic students, but our um, emphasis on this particular issue, the education tax credit and trying to get that passed, doesn't help just Catholics, right? There are plenty of other well, schools that are going to benefit from this. Exactly. The, if passed, it's the $300 million bill gives $150 million to public schools who got an additional $1.5 billion this year. So it gives money to, to public schools. It puts money in the pockets of public school teachers for any expenses that they undertake for classroom supplies. And the other half goes toward being divided among the, um, the, the uh, non-public school parents in this, in this state. Uh, well, uh, now's our chance, right? Uh, with election coming up, as you say, um, you know, get registered and vote. I know everybody's crazy about the presidential election, but yeah, there are a lot more issues on the table, and there's a lot more ways that um, yeah. we we as Catholics can kind of uh, uh, enact change, and as you say, vote our conscience. So, so this would be the year. To do it, uh, Sister Carol Semino is our guest, and uh, we're talking about our Catholic schools as we get back to school here in Western New York and really around the country. Some places uh, already at school, but it, it's still new and fresh, and the kids are excited for the most part. We're going to talk about some of those things that they're going to be doing throughout this school year, including an update on something you probably remember if you listen to this show or read our Western New York Catholic newspaper, uh, the Stream. Initiatives. So we're going to talk about all that when we come back here on Western New York Catholic Weekly. This is an important announcement from the Diocese of Buffalo. New York State is very, very close to enacting legislation legalizing physician-assisted suicide. This must be stopped. Learn more at a special forum on Thursday, September 8th at 7 p.m. at St. Gregory the Great Ministry Center in Williamsville. Guest speakers include Kathy Gallagher, Director of Pro-Life Activities for the New York State Catholic Conference, and Dennis Vacco, who argued before the U.S. Supreme Court against physician-assisted suicide when he was New York State Attorney General. You will also hear a message from Bishop Richard J. Malone. For more information, visit the Advocacy and Social Teaching page at buffalodiocese.org. 
All are welcome on Thursday, September 8th, 7 p.m. at St. Gregory the Great Ministry Center in Williamsville. This forum on physician-assisted suicide is presented by the Public Policy Committee of the Diocese of Buffalo. Join committed Catholics and all people of goodwill in opposing physician-assisted suicide. Thanks for joining us this week on Western New York Catholic Weekly. I'm Greg Prince. I'm happy to have Sister Carol Semino back in the studio once again talking about our Catholic schools as we begin a new school year. And uh, by the way, um, normally I would say this at the, at the top of the program, and I forgot, sorry, hope you're all having a great Labor Day weekend. Uh, you know, enjoy the, the last of summer, as they say. Although, Sister, I always say, you know, we have beautiful weather in western New York right through Columbus Day usually. Oh, so we are my the summer Miami doesn't of the end North. Until October. <laughs> so, right. There you go. Uh, so again, um, let me let me ask you uh, now that you're you're kind of wearing both hats upstairs in the uh, Department of Catholic Education. How's it going for uh, you? How's the transition been? Oh, it's been fine. Um, I I inherited a, a great deal of professionalism in the department. Lots of initiatives started by um, Carol Kostiniak, who had been the Secretary for Education. So all I'm doing, I'm, I've just been past the baton, and I'm just running with that, that baton. But it was all done for me, pretty much. Uh, what I need is another head for that other hat. <laughs> uh, wish I could. The other thing is I have a great staff in the department, and I have wonderful principals. I can't say enough about our school principals. They're, they're hard workers, but they're They're supportive. They love um, they love what they do, and because there's no other reason to be doing what they're doing than to love what they do. Well, let I mean, let's talk about that for a minute because you know we kind of talked in the first part of the program about the students and who we serve in Catholic schools. We should probably give a shout out to our principals and our teachers. Love them, right? yes. Love our love our teachers and love our principals. Uh, for them, for our teachers and principals, this is a ministry. It's not really just a job. They could go and earn a lot more money teaching elsewhere. And, you know, any time I've ever talked with a teacher, especially a veteran teacher, that person will say to me, you know, I've never considered this a job. It's a ministry for me. It's a way for me to serve the church and to serve children. So God bless them. And, and you know, I, again, uh, not to beat a dead horse, I guess, but that is also one of those things that um, our parents look for right. from Catholic education, right? Well, all of our teachers are certified. They could they could teach. They could leave a Catholic school tomorrow and teach in another kind of school. And they would have the correct credentials. They're creden- credentialed. We make sure that they get many, many hours of in-service professional development every single year. So they're up, they're up to snuff. Uh, now, folks might have seen actually some of that uh, over the past couple weeks here. Um, I mentioned the stream program again before the break, and that is one of the great new initiatives in our schools. We're going into our third year of stream now, and uh, in fact, you just had a bunch of the the teachers and doing some of that professional development, right? Getting stream like uh, psyched up and loaded and ready to go, right? We had over three hundred teachers come to. And, and it's summer vacation, and they were they were coming in. They were laughing. They were excited about doing workshops. They signed up for things like rocketry and kitchen chemistry. And oh, you're the bomb, which is an entrepreneurial thing with lip balm. 
So um, B-A-L-M. Yes, exactly. They um, they had two plenary sessions and they spent all morning and all afternoon of a day that would normally be a vacation day getting in service for our stream program. But all excited and I I, I kept saying, you sure you're doing this now? This is real. You're really here in school. And uh, yeah, they couldn't say enough about it. So refresh everybody's memory about STREAM, what it stands for, what it is, what we're doing there. Well, Buffalo, Diocese of Buffalo is very lucky. We have the only full-blown STREAM program in the country of any Catholic school. STREAM is science, technology, religion, engineering, art, and math. So we, we always have claimed that we educate the whole child. Doing STREAM instead of STEM or STEAM encompasses the whole child. Our stream coordinators and some of our principals and some of our teachers went to Philadelphia for a national stream conference back in June and ended up being the stars of the whole show. <laughs> 37 dioceses were there. And um, they the, uh, the sessions that Buffalo put on were standing room only, and for some of them not even standing room only. Uh, they made a big hit. We're the only diocese that has really gone full bore into it, and and we're very happy about that. Uh, what are some of the things our kids do as part of s- Stream? Well, and um, I, it's easy to, uh, for example, um, one that we've talked about on this show before, robotics. You know, I mean. Yeah. Robots are cool, right? There's no way around it. Robots are cool. Yeah. But it's not just about playing with robots or something. You're really learning. You're putting all those things you're learning to work in these situations, exactly. right? Exactly. And the funnest part is watching boys and girls working together and the girls saying, no, try this, try that. So we've, we're getting girls interested in, in, in engineering and science, which is wonderful. Not that the boys should take a back seat, but... It's it's the introduction there. The the most fun part is watching our three and four year olds do engineering. They read a, a fairy tale like the Three Pigs, and then they're asked to build a house that the wolf can't blow down. And then we give them hair dryers <laughs> to see if the if the house will withstand the wind. And what it does is, if the house did not, they have to figure out and strategize what did we need to do to make the house stronger. And so let's try it again. So we're teaching them the scientific method that's trial and error. And you keep trying and you may fail 99 times out of 100, but you learn how to succeed. Sister, why do you think it took us so long? I don't mean us. I mean like everybody because we weren't doing this in in our own public schools when I was a kid. Why did it take us so long to figure out, okay, we got these books and we're teaching them these concepts to then like – actually put it to use. Well, think about it. We run on an agrarian year. We don't have True. school in the summer because those kids are working on the farm. They're, they're, they're chopping cotton and they're growing vegetables. And we run in an industrial mode where you go from department to department to department. That all has to change. It's been said to me one time, if Rip Van Winkle had been asleep for 200 years and woke up in the year 2000, there's only one institution that he would ever recognize because it had never changed, and that's school. And school is essential. It's crucial. So we had, we have to break down those old barriers, those old mindsets, if you will, paradigm shifts, and say, if we want our kids to be this way in their lives, 
then we have to teach them to be this way in school. So we simply threw out the baby and the bathwater and and redesigned the box, if you will, to mix metaphors. I don't have a problem with that, yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, it's been because great. that's what we're doing, right? It's we're kind of great. mixing up you the know, metaphors. We're yeah, and you know, some of our schools are doing stream academies, which is an after-school program, and we're finding out that that the attendance rate is one hundred percent on stream days. Kids are coming to school; they're sick. They should be in bed, but they're begging their parents, "Please let me go to school." We're doing stream today. Yeah, see, it's uh, you got to get kids excited about it. That's you know? a paradigm that's, shift in itself. Yeah, right. Yes. I mean, that's all part of the deal. Sister Carol Semino from uh, our Department of Catholic Education joins us today. I got to ask you. I want to talk about what we're going to do here this first week of school and what's going on in our uh, schools this week specifically. But lip balm. Tell me about lip balm. It's almost lip balm season well, in uh, Western uh, New York. When we right? give them lip that's balm, it's a great project. By oh the yeah, way, it for really is. Climate. They're supposed. To, they have to research why lip balm. How, what what do people use? lip balm okay. for? Sure. How do we create a demand for it? And how do we create something that will sell? Yeah. Yeah. See, and the so so we're kind of doing everything, right? We're doing a little bit of uh, technology. We're doing a little bit of marketing. We're yes. doing a little bit of research. Yes. Right? We're going to have to do some math in there. To, right. Well, they know. can come up with the best ideas in the world, but how do you, how do you disseminate those? Yeah. Well, well, tell us a little bit about the, the first week of school. There's always cool stuff going on, right? Oh, lots of cool stuff. The best cool stuff is kids coming back. Yeah. And um, I, and our teachers are happy to be back, too. I know our kids are happy to be back. By now, uh, by Labor Day, parents are tearing out their hair. When is school going to start? We can't wait. Uh, you know, I actually heard my uh, uh, niece say, who's uh, 10 this year, she's going to be 11, um, that it, she's missing her friends. You yes. know what I mean? So yeah. she's ready to kind of get back into it. Even oh, sure. though she'd love the summer to go on forever, she's ready to get back to oh, it. Oh, yeah. They're they're ready. They're they're just ready to see their friends and see their teachers and, you know, vice versa. For this, were we made, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, some of our schools are starting uh, tomorrow, the day after Labor Day, and some are starting on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, it's up to them and up to when they can get busing. But the bishop's going to be at Our Lady of the Blessed Sacrament on Wednesday. To greet the kids for the first day of school. It's been his practice, because he's a real hands-on bishop, it's been his practice to be at a school on the first day of school and greet the kids. So teachers are ex- excited about that. I don't think the kids know yet oh, okay. about what school he has chosen. So he'll be there, and he's going to visit an eighth-grade class and talk about the elections, the upcoming elections okay. with them. Oh, yeah. So that's a good kickoff to this uh, yes. whole notion and campaign. Well, uh, and, you know, in many ways, we're talking about this stream concept. What better way to learn about government and society, right, than to actively participate in that? Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, the bishops have a have a document called Faithful Citizenship, and they they encourage all Catholics to vote. Vote your conscience. Vote yeah. with the what the church has helped you to form your conscience in. I'll put a plug in here too. Um, I always say at the end of the program to go to buffalodiocese.org and uh, um, in this case, of course, wnycatholicschools.org, right? Mm-hmm. And the people can find out about the schools. But lots of information at buffalodiocese.org about faithful citizenship and, uh, you know, what we do. There's links to both the United States Catholic Conference and the great resources of our New York State Catholic Conference there. So we want you to be involved in that. In fact, sign up for uh, the Catholic Action Network. You'll get alerts on these voter issues. Uh, I imagine that will help you out, right, in your, oh, uh, in 
Absolutely. your work this year, sister, Absolutely. trying to get this pushed through again. Very good. Uh, you, you know, one thing we didn't talk about, and, and just real quick be, before we go, um, and, and we've kind of skirted around it, but very important element of our schools is the parents, right, and their involvement. Yes. You mentioned like we got boards, right? It's, yes, it's, we have boards. Um, and, uh, some parents on those, but we started a federation of uh, homeschool associations too, which is our our parent teacher. Associations are called HSAs or homeschool associations. We've had uh, we had a boot camp for new people new to their homeschool association. Yeah. Uh, that was on August thirty first. Great turnout, nice, g- very welcomed. The other new thing this year is a brand new religion curriculum for all of our kids, and that will be posted on our website also for parents to kind of take a look at, see what your child is learning in religion in religion classes. Well, and it certainly helps, right, if those things are reinforced in our homes, right, when they're learning them at school. Well, and very often parents will, will ask, what is my kid learning in religion class? Well, go to the website. Look it up. There you go, WNYCatholicSchools.org. Sister Carol Samino, our Secretary for Catholic Education, Superintendent of Catholic Schools. Sister... Glad to have you back in. Uh, I'm you. sure it won't be the last time this year we've got I you hope in. Not. But uh, good luck with your first week of school here. Thanks very much. And as always, if you're looking for our programs, I mentioned buffalodiocese.org. They're right there as well. You can go to news and media and find our podcasts also at wnycatholic.org. There's a radio link there as well. I'm Greg Prince. I'll be back with you next week. You've been listening to Western New York Catholic Weekly, produced by the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo, with the help of the Catholic Communication Campaign and this radio station. Call us at 847-8744 or send us an email to radio at buffalodiocese.org.